Gold Circle is recorded on the land of the Yagara and Turrbal people, and we acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture, and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. G'day Gold Circle listeners, thank you so much for listening to a very special episode of the show where Kat Cox, the legend herself, and Luke, uh, called in to chat all things Super Netball, Australian Diamonds, Grassroots Netball, and a terrific grants program from Woolworths called Pick Fresh, Play Fresh. Now you've probably seen the ads all sort of circling around the broadcast and on, on the internet. This is a really terrific sounding program from Woolworths with grants of $5,000 to $10,000 up for grabs for netball clubs and associations throughout Australia to help improve their facilities, netball activities, nutrition, uh, exercise, all that sort of great stuff. If there are, if you're a club or an association and you are desperate for this sort of stuff, this is the program that could potentially change and move you guys forward. And who knows, you might have a potential future diamond. Kath mentions that on the show. You could have a potential future diamond. Who knows? Now, We'll, what we'll do is we'll put all of these details in the show notes. So if you are very curious or you you, you want to know more, we will put all the details in the show notes for this show. So please keep an eye out because that's going to be that that's the stuff that you want to see. We'll be posting it on Facebook as well. Entries are open until Sunday, the nineteenth of June. So please get your entries in. That's the day after my birthday, by the way. Um, but as always, you can get us on facebook.com forward slash the goal circle. We'll put all these details up there on Twitter at Bleakster, B-L-E-E-K-S-T-E-R and at B-L-T underscore 86 for Luke. And you can also get us on email, thegoalcircle at gmail.com. But for now, please enjoy our chat with the legend that is Kath Cox and we'll catch you very soon. This, this is a guest that no one guessed when I uh, put it up on Twitter um, late last week. Uh, we, are, Luke, I think you and I, we are. I think it's probably one of the most exciting guests we've had on the show um, in you know the seven years that we've been recording. And you know, Kath Cox, a living legend of Netball Australia. We, we've had the pleasure of sitting next to you at on the bench doing stats over the last couple of years. And I, I'm, got, I'm not. Look, this might ruffle some feathers, but I think you might be my most favourite commentator and favourite and most inspiring player. I am so chuffed to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. I know like Luke and yourself are having like a little bit of a gas bag before the show. So I'm trying to like make sure Luke's keeping it nice and chill. But I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, how, how are you feeling? Let's just open up. How are you feeling about the season so far? Um, just from your perspective, being on the sidelines and obviously seeing everything open up and all these teams are able to have their home games once more in front of their home crowds. Tell me everything, how you're feeling. Well, I'm feeling nervous just because of your intro alone. <laughs> Jeez, the voice is on, isn't it? <laughs> I'm actually starting to sweat. Okay, so, no, thank you for that lovely intro. I appreciate that. Um, and I don't believe a, a word of it, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, look, I'm super pumped about this season and probably more so after round six has played out because it looked as though there was a kind of a top three that were trying to escape a little bit. And then it was just everybody else kind of fighting at the end, trying to stay in. But after round six, two big upset wins. Um, and now we've got three teams sitting on 12 points, three teams sitting on eight points. It's so crazy close, uh, which is awesome heading into the second half of the season, which, oh my God, can you believe is about mm. to happen? Um, but how good too, just to see the crowds. You know, I watched a few of the games over the weekend and um, 
all massive crowds at the venue. Queensland, I think, has had a sellout crowd nearly every game they've had there so far. Um, it's just awesome because people have been so desperate to get back and support their clubs after a depressing couple of seasons not being able to do that. So it's brilliant. Just the whole thing unreal. I, I think it... Um, and I will I will step in there. Um, what do you think of the Kate Walsh and Fawns thing that happened on the weekend, the little argy-bargy? Were you sort of, in your day, did you used to hit, hit your goal defence and your goalkeeper and push them out of the way? <laughs> Oh, all the time. And that was yeah. not on the netball court. That was just in general life. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I, I, it was a funny one because I was watching it thinking, surely the umpire's going to blow a whistle here and just say, look, that's enough. Not necessarily a warning, but even just a Kate settle down or something along those lines. And because that didn't happen, then Sophie Fawn started to retaliate a bit more. So it turned into both of them having a crack. And I don't know yeah. if the umpire then thought, we'll just let it go or whatever. But it's not like you can go naughty Kate Walsh because she's playing within the rules that are, the umpire's given her at yeah. that point. Oh, 100%. There was no call. So good on her. You know, she's, she's doing what she's allowed to do within the game at the time. Um, and, you know, I love that stuff in our game. I'm yeah. not, I would never encourage that grassroots level. <laughs> I, love what, I love watching that stuff. It's just something interesting, something different to talk about, you know, something that's going to be on the highlights reel this week, something cool. Well, it's perfect because I, um, I think it's got about 3.6 million views on TikTok. Oh, um, see? There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's perfect. It's, it's what the game needs, to be honest. I had absolutely no issue with it at all. No one got hurt. Um, it was within the rules, obviously, because the umpire didn't pull it up or didn't say anything. If there was a warning or a caution and then it happened, yes, someone needs to get their head red. But well, otherwise, it, uh, you know, it's fine. I think she called time because Helen went to get the ball. I think she called time when the hands were over and I think she was looking at the ball, to be honest. So I don't know if that plays into it, but that was the only thing I could think of. Is maybe yeah, because she well, called time. Technically, they're not actually in the game of play. I don't know. Oh, well, so I'm, when I'm there's like, not when an umpire, you can just go and belt someone when there's no time. That's how I play. <laughs> no, it was. I mean, it was good, and I loved it. A little bit of theatre within our sports, not a bad thing. Oh, hundred percent. We need more of it. Of, of course, of course, you're happy with that, Luke. Though, because you're a defender at heart and you love bullying people on the court. So I'm not entirely, oh, mate, I'm not entirely I, surprised. If I'm not spitting out of a tooth, as I said the other day in social netball. Am I even playing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, mental note: Do not play social <laughs> netball. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, roll no, it out. I legit, I legit had a guy that knocked. He like elbowed me in the chin, um, and like I had half. Half my tooth I had to spit out. It was horrendous. Oh, gosh. It's brutal. Yeah, my dentist was oh. not happy. He was like, this is some, this is some BS, dude. <laughs> yeah, but then you said that you were a defender and it made all sense, right? So, like, yeah, exactly. it balances out. Yeah, I was out. like, love a contest. It's fair. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Kath, uh, Kath, I, I kind of want to get your sense. Who... Is, is there a team so far? Because it is, it feels quite even on the ladder. But is there a team so far that sort of caught your eye in terms of maybe perhaps impressing you, but also or, or disappointing you? Because I feel like there's kind of a there's a mixed bag with pretty much all teams at the moment, right? 
Yeah, I look, I was impressed early with the Thunderbirds and now I'm disappointed again. Because <laughs> I, I just, every year, I think they've got the goods to get up. They've got such good depth. They've got experience. They've got great internationals. Um, there's no reason that they can't get up. And then you see flashes of their brilliance and you think, oh my gosh, these guys are amazing. But every year it seems to be, you know, a little kind of flourish of brilliance and then, you know, inconsistency. So really sad to see that they've had four losses now on the trot after starting the season so strongly. On the flip side, though, the Queensland Fibers, I'm loving what I'm seeing from them as well. They look like a really just happy and united team. And I think the fact that they've got three mums in that group in um, Ebony, Isoro Brown, uh, Kim Ravallion and Gretel Buetta, just, you know, players that have probably come back with priorities a little different. And so they're not playing with all the pressure of what netball can be about so much as playing with a bit more freedom and just enjoying being out there. And I reckon you can see that in that group and you can see that on their faces. Um, and that's why they're playing really well. And then the pickup of Janelle Wallam. I mean, God, hello. Where yeah. did she come from? <laughs> yeah, legit. And, and the exciting thing, I think, about that as well um, is Ebony Asoro. I honestly thought there would be such a big jump between... Um, the UK League and SSN. But, like, to be honest, she's done pretty well. And while I'm coming from the UK, it really sort of looks, uh, you know, if you're if you're a young player that, you know, maybe is in State League and potentially not going far, you really have to look overseas and think this is a legitimate pathway now. Well, absolutely it is. Um, just to be able to play top level, and there's internationals, obviously, over there. You know, you're still playing against your Nats. Hayson Slate and that Medcalf and um, yeah. Guthrie's over there playing still. So Layla Guskis over there playing. So, you know, it certainly is an avenue. Um, and I know a lot of um, Australian players that have gone over there to get amongst that league and to play. And, and why would you not when you think about it? But Isoro Brown, um, I played with when I was in the West Coast Fever. So she's been in this league before. She knows what it's about. Obviously had international experience. So in terms of a pickup to replace Hemsworth, then it's a very good one. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, it's an interesting point that you raise as well, Kath, in that there is it, it they do look distinctly different and also happier as a playing group and perhaps even more trusting. And I and I don't know what their preseason involved, but I think there just is sort of an evening, I guess, out internally at New at, at Nepal, Queensland, I imagine, that has really kind of set the tone and set the set the ground for the year. And I think you know, one of the other things, and this probably leads into my next question about the Diamonds, is like obviously like Kimmy Rav, I feel like also has really, really settled back into like, I guess, classic Rav is as we expect in that midcourt. But this for me, Cordon leads into the question, how, how are you feeling about the, the thoughts on the Diamonds picks going into the Com games? It, to me, I look at that lineup and I, look, I'm obviously very happy because it's very shooter heavy. So, you know, and, you know, being a GA inspired by Kath Cox, um, oh, here you we know, go. I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm very happy with these selections, but I, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts about the Diamonds. I know you've probably, I think you've spoken about them on the broadcast, but obviously if you could p- perhaps extrapolate even further for us on the show. Yeah, look, um, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because, I mean, I'm not across all the games. So I, I certainly see bits of games and I call a couple of full games um, throughout the, the, the weekend. So I haven't seen a lot of Kim Rav in the flesh. When you look at her numbers in attack, she's getting some big numbers. As same with, can be said with Maddie Proud, though. I was just seeing my stats for the weekend. Maddie Proud sitting on the most assists for the season. Um, she's absolutely killing it. But she didn't get in the team either. So there's far more to it, um, and it was good to have Stacey Marinkovic on centre circle um, 
last week, just talking about what else is involved in selection. Um, you know, we can all sit there and go, oh, you look how fit she is, though. And, you know, she's seen Janelle Wallen so well, la, la, la. But there's so much more to it than that. Um, and the selectors went through that with us when they were on the show. They have a statistician in the selection meeting with them. They have criteria that every um, player's got to check off. That's part of the selection process as well. So there's a lot more to it. And for whatever reason, Rav wasn't selected. Doesn't mean she can't, though, because, as we know, the taken 18 is room for 22. If she's a blinder, you know, next, what, five rounds before the team's announced at the end of round 12, there's no reason she can't get in. Stacey Marinkovic has said that that squad will continue to change um, because that squad will be there until the start of next year, I think. Uh, so there's no reason that that can't happen. Um, but certainly it looks like some players have missed out that you'd think would be in there. But I reckon also they've picked a side that they know has been successful at international stage recently because this squad is mainly the squad that went to um, the UK in, and won the quad series for us in January. Do you do you think, well, I, I guess, is it one of those things also, I imagine they're probably keenly looking at the selections for the, for the internationals side of things. Too. I feel like the fact that, you know, and I guess that also comes from what you were speaking about before, the amount of internationals that are playing in the SSN, it's almost like a free scouting report, I guess, for, for the Diamonds too, right? Because you get to see some of the, like, the starting shooters and defenders and even the backup defenders and shooters actually get a run here, especially, like, you know, from the Swifts sort of thing. Is that, is that, do you think that is one of the things that, I guess, we have the benefit of over here at the SSN, really? Like, the fact that we do kind of get to scout these players a little bit easily? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've got the best domestic competition in the world. We've got the majority of good international players here playing. So, I mean, there was almost talk, there was always talk about, you know, you bring in those internationals, you make the other countries strong because they go home and they take that intel and they take that experience back with them. God, I don't have an issue with that because it makes international netball so much better and it makes our Australian players so much better because they're coming up against that sort of skill level every single week. So um, if you're a domestic coach here, you'd be absolutely wrapped. Um, certainly if you're Stacey Marinkovic, you'd be wrapped that our players are coming up against the best in the world every single week. Yeah, I think also, like, because do you, do you get much, do you, like, I, I don't know what your insight is in terms of the actual selections, though, but because oh, you're not part of the, the selection panel, are you your... Is that God, right? no. no. I don't want to be, <laughs> thanks anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are we, like, we're going to make it a thing now. Put Kat, like Kath Cox on the board or something. We'll, 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 we'll work out a hashtag. It's going to be fun. Look, you're good with hashtags, right? You can can you make the hashtag for Kath? Get her on the Netball Australia board. <laughs> Look, I'll try. Maybe maybe Marina Marina no more Kath <laughs> supremacy hashtag. Because the hashtag will be against her will. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, not to me. That's a tough, it's a tough gig. I, I also I think this probably leads more into the question as well. The fact that the international players are getting a run in the SSN is is all well and good, but I also think this this year in the SSN it's quite it's led to a couple of um, sort of surprises coming up from grassroots netball across Australia. Um, I, I figured where I want to start with this question is like. Are you able to kind of tell, though there might be listeners here who may not be overly familiar with your career, and if you're not, this is going to be just a, a Cliff Notes version of it. But, Kath, I'm kind of curious about where, like, your career started sort of at a grassroots netball level to where you sort of are now. Yeah, look, I, I think I was pretty lucky because I was tall um, and 
I wasn't coordinated at the start, but fortunately I did become a little bit more coordinated as I went on. But I was very fortunate early days in that I was selected because of my height, um, because, you know, it was such a big thing then. It probably still is a quite a big thing when you talk about junior netball. So I, I just started playing reps for Seals Netball Association, went from one to the other to the other. Um, I actually played all of my junior reps until the age of 16 as a defender. Um, and then they realised I wasn't that good at defence and put me into shooter, <laughs> um, where I was horrendous because it was just something new. But, um, you know, I think very fortunate to have been tall back then because I was, you know, I'm probably given more opportunity, you know, when I look back now. And then I, I was, it was pretty seamless for me from one team to the next. So I even skipped a couple of state teams, went from the 19 state team to the open state team um, back when they had the 21s and the opens as well. Uh, and then into the Australian team. So that first part was pretty easy. But once I got into the Australian team, that's when it got really hard, though, because um, you kind of, you know, I got dropped almost straight away. And then that was when I realised the work that it was involved to actually stay there. Um, and, you know, I had to do so much more than what I was, I was doing. I was kind of just cruising through at that point. That was the best wake-up call for me possible, but... The grassroots stuff is really important in terms of what you're getting. And then certainly that international um, experience or that experience at a high level is really important. And I had it really young. And so you can see that now with a lot of the players that are coming through, having that that taste of top-level netball super young, like a Sophie Fawns, for instance, thrown into the mix at 18 years of age and got to perform straight away against some of the best in the country. Um, you know, right now that's probably a bit of a head explosion for her. But, you know, just think how good she's going to be at the age of 20 or 21 in a couple of years' time. So that's a really positive thing for our future for the Diamonds. And I, I guess can you I, – obviously I'm not sure how involved you are with the grassroots process now, but I imagine it's changed quite significantly. Do you – like is it sort of a night and day difference in terms of where grassroots programs are – well, are at now comparatively to, to back then? Is it the fact that, is it more the fact that there are there is more funding coming in from like from institutes or from you know funding bodies and all that sort of stuff? Like I imagine, like back in the oh, day, look, right? It's probably pretty different. Oh, chalk and cheese. I mean, the program that I'm an ambassador for now is the Woolworth Net Set Go program. There was no such thing as Net Set Go when I was playing, so I think just that in itself um, is a really massive step in terms of getting more netballers to play, um, the education on the game, keeping them in the game. And that's why I was desperate to be um, an ambassador for this. But now there's a whole new extension of that. Um, there's now the Pick Fresh, Play Fresh campaign that Woolworths and NetSet Go have got going on. So there's, Woolworths is giving hundred over $100,000 away to grassroots netball. Um, which is absolutely fantastic yeah. across the country, clubs and associations. And they can apply for that to, to upgrade facilities, to upgrade equipment, um, for more educational stuff around, um, you know, nutrition or um, more training stuff that, to come into the club. Um, so it really just is, is a whole, um, a, not only the financial support for grassroots netball, it just it means there's a lot more, um, inclusiveness in the game as well because there's more opportunity. So such a massive thing to be a part of, such a huge thing for Woolworths to do, to recognise. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so good to be a supporter of that. 
Yeah, I was going to say. I'm going to start a net set go program in the Woolworth car park. So watch out. <laughs> we, we, well, well, whilst we're on it, let's. If you're going to do that, I'm going to give you the website because it's pickfreshplayfresh.netball.com.au forward slash grant because you'll need that if you're going to do that and you want to apply to something. Oh, mate. There, yeah, there it is. I, I need a new TV. So That's not how it works. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's meant to go to something to help the grassroots. So yeah. <laughs> well, we're saying, no, I'll buy some It'll be fine. Yeah, it's an exceptional program, so Raps can be involved in it. Oh, geez. Well, is going to listen to this and just be like, all right, blacklist Luke from all Woolworths stores around <laughs> yeah, the country. Yeah. Well, I've already, showed, I've already showed my card, so Woolworths are just going to say no. <laughs> Oh dear! We'll put the um, we'll put the, all the um, the details for uh, the Pick Fresh Play, uh, Play Fresh uh, Grants program in the show notes as well. So if you are interested, if you have an association that is is desperate for, for funding, or you're just looking to get funding to to track, was it training equipment, all that sort of stuff? Was it Kath like educational all side of things as well? Stuff. So yeah. so a lot of a lot of the clubs have used it to employ a dietitian to come and teach the kids how to cook healthy foods. Um, or just upgrade their canteen so there's, you know, they can offer more healthy food, stuff like that. So there's a whole plethora of ways and um, means that you can use your money, which is fantastic. So there's 15 grants available, five $10,000 grants and 10 $5,000 grants available. Get on and have a look. Yes, do it. Please do. Um, and also, if you do actually sub- like submit an application or you want to shout out an association or anything like that, please, you know you know where to get us on Twitter as well. We do love shouting out the smaller associations and smaller clubs as well that want to just a, a bit of love Um on the uh, internet. Um, Kath, I have a, another question for you. Are you, like, I, I feel like we, we haven't been at the games this year just because I think, like, life's just gotten in the way. Are, are you coming up to, to Queensland at any stage in the future? Because, like, uh, uh, look, to be honest, I miss, like, I, I miss passing your stats on the desk, to be completely honest. Yeah, well, we miss getting them. We don't have any stats, people, with us this year so far. We haven't in Sydney anyway. Um, and, you know, I can go looking for them, but I'm not as good as you guys when oh. it comes to finding stats and stuff. Sadly, no. We're kind of they're trying to keep people in, this, in their states as much as possible, which is good, though, because it's nice to be home, not to be having to yeah. travel too much. So, no, I'm based in Sydney. I'm actually going to Adelaide this weekend, which will be my first trip away. Oh, that's Party. so good. I, I, I'll tell you what, Kath. I, I was so nervous handing you stats on the desk because, and this is probably just a little small story, because I was like petrified that I was going to hand you a stat and the stat was going to be completely wrong. And then I'd like disappointed you. And then that was basically my netball career over. Um, and so <laughs> like that was when I had to hand over stats. Sometimes Luke would message me from the media desk being like, all right, hey, so this is like a good stat. Give it to Kath. I was like, all right, cool. And so I handed like, and honestly, I think you read out every single stat of mine, which I was just like, <laughs> I think I'm doing my job pretty well so i'm not gonna lie i was well chaffed that i don't think you threw away any of my stats which is great they all got right onto the broadcast well and- it's, it's because i was waiting 10 minutes for one so you finally gave <laughs> oh. me no i'm joking, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> no i will say highlight for me was um how exhausting was the hub season like oh my god and then we had members of jelly beans the, the box of jelly beans i brought that was hysterical just getting inhaled left, right, and center. That was tough, yep. wasn't it? It was just oh. you didn't know what day it was, nah. you didn't know what next nah. team it was, what was the happening. Yeah. Oh, and talking about wins and losses, was that last game or was that the game that we had two days ago? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was Legit. tough. But 
good fun. I'm glad I was there. It was good fun. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, well, look, Hath, we, we don't want to take up too much of your time, so I just want to thank you so much for coming on to the show. As brief as it was, we'd love to have you c- come back on so, t- towards the end of the season, if that's all right with you. I know a lot of people are huge fans um, of your work on you know, on the television and doing the work that you do for us on broadcast, but also everything that you've done for, for netball over your um, career as well. Look, thank you so much for coming on. And also thank you so much for, um, for highlighting the, uh, the Woolworths program for us as well. What we'll do is we'll put all of that stuff in the show notes and we will um, make sure that to highlight that across socials as well. Um, the, uh, any other any other associations and stuff remember you can get us on all our usual social media if you want us to shout us out or if you want us to to make known something cool that you're doing at, at your clubs and and associations please let us know because i think luke and i are very, we're very um passionate about grassroots netball and, and trying to grow the sport um from right down the bottom up to all the way up to the top so look kath cox you're a legend of the game i'm so chuffed that i get to speak to you on the show like seriously oh my god okay i really have to end it otherwise people are going to be like all right you need to stop nick <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much you for guys, coming on the show. You're so right about the grassroots because they're going to be our future diamonds. So we're going to look after them. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Exactly. Thank yep. you so much, Kath. Pleasure. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. You, you too. too. See y'all.